Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christopher Hall Show. And I'm excited to welcome to the program Nobel Prize nominated doctor, Dr. Christopher Hall. Dr. Hall, how are you? Thank you for your service. How are you? I'm doing great, Neil, and I'm uh, very excited uh, again to uh, discuss a topic that I think is very important. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just taking care of patients and uh, another great day. Yeah, we don't want to go through this whole vaccine thing. We're seeing the spreads happening. But what you always think, uh, Dr. Hall, is just, you know, people are going to get COVID again. And you're seeing it in the emergency rooms. And you're a big fan of having some way to treat it, especially when there's some people that are unvaccinated out there and different things, or they need treatment, even if they've had the vaccine with this new variant. So explain. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the choice to get vaccinated is a, is a personal choice. And it's a, it's a choice that you have as a citizen of the United States. And there are going to be a lot of people who choose not to get vaccinated. And that's their, their own personal preference. Uh, what this comes down to is treatment. And we know from the data that is shown now that people who are vaccinated um, with the mRNA vaccines are still, be, are still getting infected at high numbers. And um, uh, some of those infections are leading to hospitalizations and death. And so we can say that that is occurring in people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. What we need to start talking about, I think, is the treatment for people who are affected with uh, mutations of the COVID-19 virus. Those mutations uh, can include strains such as the Delta strain, the new emerging Lambda strain, and uh, uh, future strains that we know are going to come. And we know that as these mutations occur, uh, the effectiveness of the mRNA vaccines go down. And so really what we need to talk about is treatment. Yeah, it's important to talk about treatment, Dr. Hall. You brought a great point about it because even with the vaccine, people are going through some symptoms, right? And uh, I don't know how many have died that have had the vaccine with COVID, but it's always good to talk about treatment because half the country is not vaccinated and the world definitely is not vaccinated. So there has to be other options if you can track this contract COVID. Exactly. And I think that we can learn some lessons from 21 countries uh, around the world who actually uh, use ivermectin and uh, have seen uh, that the um, hospitalizations decrease, the death rate decreases. And really uh, understanding the science behind how this works is what's important. And so we know that uh, the spike protein, we know that the peripheral aspect of that spike protein, we know that the structure changes as uh, the mutations increase. And so as we go from, uh, say, alpha to delta to lambda, the structure at the end of that spike protein changes. And therefore, any antibody that is made to the spike protein uh, which is what the mRNA vaccines do, any antibody that is made to the spike protein, uh, the fit for that antibody uh, with the spike protein uh, will become less effective. Again, as the peripheral structure of that protein changes for mutations, the antibodies that are generated from the mRNA vaccines will not be effective. 
And so uh, we need um, a plan and we need a, a, a treatment uh, regimen or drugs that will be effective. And so um, what I propose is uh, that we start using ivermectin. We know that uh, that particular drug, the ivermectin, we know that that actually is a competitive inhibitor at, at what's called the ACE2 receptor in the human cell. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that the ivermectin molecule sits right there at the receptor site, blocking the spike protein from coming into the receptor site. It blocks the whole site. So no matter what the spike protein looks like, no matter what mutation occurs at that end of the spike protein, it will not be able to sit in the receptor and bind to the human cell because the huge ivermectin molecule is there blocking it. When that occurs, it decreases the viral load um, uh, in the patient, and therefore the patient uh, cannot transmit the virus as well, therefore spread it less. And so what we find is that ivermectin uh, decreases the spread of the virus, decreases the viral load in the patient, and therefore decreases the infections, the hospitalizations, and therefore decreases the death. And so I think this is what we need to talk about um, as scientists. Uh, we don't need to put out news bulletins uh, and pit vaccinated against unvaccinated. That will get us nowhere um, you know, as a country. We need to focus on treatment. We need to have um, uh, not news anchors uh, putting out bulletins about vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Again, we need to have scientists, doctors, the CDC, uh, NIH, and people uh, with scientific knowledge talk about the mechanism of how this medicine works and what we're seeing around 21 countries around the world. It's important because I'm going to go into a good medical question. What is the, what are the side effects of using that drug, ivermectin? Exactly. So, you know, uh, that, and that's the thing, the, the side effects um, of using ivermectin um, again, you have the common ones, uh, and they're not very many. You have the simple things such as rash, nausea, puritis. We also see uh, in the conjunctiva of the eyes, in the sclera of the eyes, you may see um, uh, uh, redding or erythema, which is another side effect. But there, really, you don't see any major side effects of that medication. It's very safe. It's been around uh, for many, many years. And again, it's being used in 21 countries which is millions of people uh, uh, very successfully. So um, I think we need to uh, focus our treatment um, and discussions on how uh, to protect the American public and not uh, putting vaccinated against unvaccinated, uh, talking about um, uh, passes, you know, uh, having, you can't get into a, a, a theater or store or movie or if you're not vaccinated, you know, that just creates animosity uh, um, amongst two populations. And it really has no place in the effective treatment of a deadly disease. Right. Because there's going to be people that don't think the vaccine and we don't want to talk about the effectiveness or not effectiveness of the vaccine. People that just don't want to take it because it's an experimental drug and they don't know where it's going. Well, ivermectin is, as you said, less side effects than the current vaccine, which is the vaccine is potentially more of a prophylactic versus 
it, are, it helps you not, it's not really a vaccine. It's more just really kind of decreasing the, the, the virus in certain ways, the, how bad it is in certain ways. But let's kind of go into the cost. We've all been pushing HCQ from the beginning till it got thrown off because, uh, and that cost is very inexpensive. Is ivermectin as inexpensive as, um, as the, as uh, HCQ? Is a hydrochloroquine, exactly. And that's what we find is that it's a very inexpensive uh, medication. Uh, and again, that's why it's uh, been high distributed in, in countries that sometimes are considered third world countries. Um, and, uh, and so the cost, yeah, the, the cost is um, also uh, something we're very excited about. But um, I think more, more importantly is that we need to look at data. We need to look at the uh, millions of people, okay, from 21 countries who have uh, been treated with this, this medication um, from places, uh, again, we discussed uh, India, we discussed uh, Mexico City, we discussed uh, uh, Brazil, all these different parts of the world, okay, where this medication is being used in small doses, okay? Not even in higher doses, they'll be more effective. Some of the doses that they were using in these countries were 12 milligrams for something like two days. And even with that small, uh, small dose regimen, uh, it was extremely effective. And so this is what it comes down to. And this is what the choice that lies uh, before America is that uh, if we become 100% vaccinated, the full population in America becomes 100% vaccinated, how are we going to treat those people who still become infected with a mutated strain of the COVID-19 virus, how will we treat those people? Once the vaccine fails for those individuals, and it will, and they end up in hospitalizations and we end up, uh, the deaths increase, because again, we know that there's going to be mutations and we know that as mutations occur, the outbreaks will occur. As the outbreaks occur, it will be due to the fact that there has been a change in the peripheral aspect of the spike protein that is no longer neutralized by antibodies for the M, from, the, from the mRNA uh, vaccine. And we have to have an effective treatment. So that is the question that lies before us. What will we treat uh, these individuals with? Should our population become 100% vaccinated? Theoretically, again, you're still gonna have deaths, uh, hospitalization, and what are we gonna do about treatment? That's the ultimate question. And that's why I like to see this argument uh, go. Uh, let's talk about treatment. Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Yeah, just let's talk about it. Would you want to kind of go into the, the treatment? Go ahead. Let's talk about the treatment, Chris. Right. Yeah. And so, and so really, that, 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 that would be the treatment. The treatment would be, um, again, having uh, ivermectin kits or packs available for uh, patients who become uh, positive, who have positive tests and who have severe symptoms from the mutated uh, strains of the, co of the COVID-19 virus. And this is, the, this is what we're not talking about in the media. This is what we're not talking about on the major news stations. Yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah, we, and, and, and yeah, it's we're not talking about and, treatment. We're not mentioning even the name ivermectin. The word, the name ivermectin won't even come out on the major news stations. You don't hear it. Um, and the reason why is because the people who um, 
are producing uh, these vaccines in mass quantities, uh, they want to just talk about the vaccine. They don't want to talk about medicine truly, which is treatment of illness. Um, we can talk about, again, people being vaccinated. We can vaccinate 100% of the population, but that will not stop deaths from mutations from COVID-19 virus. And so, again, um, treatment uh, with ivermectin, which is a medication which is, again, being used in 21 uh, countries around the world. Uh, and um, yeah, that... Um, this is crazy. We have great. Uh, yeah. tons sure. of data, yeah. When, do you, when should you start taking it? Once you have a, receive a positive test or you have to have certain more symptoms? Well, there's a, a number of regimens um, and people can take the medication uh, for a, a preventive situation. Again, if you expect you're going to be in an environment where there are people who are COVID positive, uh, you're going to go to that environment. There's a uh, preventive uh, regimen of the medication you can take. Now, there's also a regimen of the medication you can take for an acute illness. And, um, and so um, that would be the person's choice. You know, um, whoever, um, once they, um, you know, once they discuss that with their doctor, um, they make a choice of what regimen they'd want to take. Uh, and so the, those are the main things. So again, it has to be early because, uh, again, it's part of the an early treatment regimen that has shown, again, uh, reductions in hospitalizations, reductions in infections, and then guess what? your own immune system will create the antibodies that you need against that variant of the COVID-19 virus that infects you. That is what your immune system is designed for. Your immune system will create proteins that are called antibodies that will neutralize any mutation uh, of the uh, spike protein. And then you will be treated with ivermectin uh, to reduce your viral load and to reduce your chance of transmitting uh, this deadly virus uh, to another human being. And so that's the logical approach. And again, I'm not sure why we're not using that approach here in the United States. Exactly. Okay. So based on that, where do you see COVID? Let's not talk vaccine versus not vaccine. When do you think finally we're going to reach herd immunity and you're going to see no more COVID? You know, that's a very... Um, Good question, and um, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I really cannot give you an answer on that so far as time-wise, when we would reach um, herd immunity. I wouldn't be able to give you an answer for that one. So um, based on, but what I based can on tell you, decisions, right? And worldwide, it's going to take forever. It's going to be a long time to come. Exactly, exactly. It, it certainly is something that is going to take uh, a while, what we've seen with other other illnesses, um, and again, it's, it's particularly unpredictable. However, what is predictable is um, reduction in severe infection, reduction in hospitalizations, and reduction in death when we use appropriate doses of ivermectin to treat COVID-19 and the various mutations that occur from this virus. Okay. So great. And play, best place we can connect Dr. Christopher Hall, check him out different places, the Dr. Christopher Hall show as well. 
it's it's something that we're going to have to see. But Dr. Hall's fighting COVID, and again, as a Nobel Prize nominated nominated doctor, he is really dealing with the fight of COVID. We kind of jump into these different topics sometimes in the summer. Looking forward to some major guests coming, some more boxers coming. Uh, we had a really good time, but you guys got to just go ahead and like and share his shows and definitely share this information because this information is very, very important because Dr. Hall is fighting for us every day, but he would rather not have to be treating patients that have chosen not to take a vaccine or take a vaccine by just getting them on a medication that's going to keep them out of the hospital and better for the long run. So we appreciate your, your time, Dr. Hall. Thanks for coming by. Well, no problem. Thank you, Neil. All right. That was the Dr. Christopher Hall show. Take care, guys.